Welcome to the Real Talk 238 podcast with your host, Denise Lee, an Associate Licensed Counselor and Nationally Board Certified Counselor in the state of Alabama under the supervision of Cotina Stroud. The Real Talk 238 podcast has real conversations concerning taboo topics, which people may find themselves struggling with that may not be discussed, especially in relation to the church. The purpose of the Real Talk 238 podcast is to bring awareness, hope, and encouragement. Having these conversations will shed light on the truth and break the lie of being the only one, being stuck, isolated, and alone because there is someone else who has gone through something similar. Topics discussed on the Real Talk 238 podcast are not a substitute nor does it replace professional medical, psychiatric, psychological, or mental health advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is intended strictly for informational and educational purposes only. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Today, I wanted to talk about something that's pretty important to me that I've had a burn for for a very long time. And that is ministry, particularly those in ministry who are hurting. I had other plans to release another interview that has been actually delayed for quite some time because just different things have come up. But as I think about why delays happen, I think it's probably a pretty appropriate that that particular interview will be released after this one. For years, I have had a heart and a burden for those in ministry. And anytime I hear of upsetting news involving ministry, my heart, it just hurt. And I always want to try and figure out what can I do. As a therapist, I'm trying to figure out what can I do to to help. And as a minister's wife, I'm trying to figure out what can I do to help. So I've been doing a lot of prayer. Sometimes we do not always understand why, why things have to happen the way they do. Sometimes it may not always make sense, but one thing I have always learned through my walk with God is that sometimes God can work in the midst of those storms. Let me just say that again. God can work in the midst of those storms. Recently, there was some news I had learned about of a tragic situation involving somebody in ministry and they had passed away. I was thinking, what can I do to help? And I prayed about it and God knows exactly where we need to be at for certain situations and for certain times and for certain seasons. So part of my EDS program is I have to create some type of training for a community. And originally this training was supposed to be focused more towards medical, mental health, and ministry. And it was on trauma-informed care to provide training. But after recent news that I had found out and much prayer and also seeking guidance from my committee that's helping me with this project that I reach out to and also from my pastor, I really felt strongly that I needed to go a different direction with this project. And so what the project is, if you have not heard or seen somebody share the post on social media, but what it is, is I have put together a training for ministry. So ministry will be those who are individual or their spouse 
And it's for those who are feeling fulfilling the role of ministry. Because let's face it, ministry is tough. There's a lot of things that go on in ministry that we as ministers or or the spouse of ministers do not discuss openly. For one thing, it's nobody's business. Two, there's a lot of things that go on that maybe people aren't aware of. That's okay too. But I will tell you this much personally, I've had a burden for over 26 years for those who are involved in ministry who are hurting. I've always wondered, God, why is this burden there? Well, I I think it's been for such a time as this. This is what I really felt impressed to do. So the training is actually designed for ministry and it's on suicide awareness and prevention and on trauma-informed care. It's a four-hour training. This is a part of a requirement for the EDS program that I am completing for clinical mental health counseling. So I am offering this training free of charge for anybody who is in that role of ministry. I just made the announcement on Wednesday, just two days ago. Today is October the 1st, and I have got such a wonderful response about this. I am honestly just blown away. I'm very humbled because I know that God could use anybody to do this, but I also know that whoever does this has needs to be prepared. There needs to be a lot of preparation. They have to have a great deal of passion, not only concerning ministry, but they also need to have an understanding of what ministry is about. And they also need to have an understanding of what trauma looks like. This is just where my heart has been at. I always say, if we do not start having these conversations about suicide and normalizing it, what that means is that if nothing ever changes, nothing ever will. And therefore, one person is one too many. The reason why I have this podcast is to deal with the taboo topics that we aren't talking about in church. And I think that is part of the issue because people do struggle. People in ministry do struggle. I know I have shared with various guests during an interview some of the struggles I deal with as far as ministry goes and as far as my own mental health goes. I have to make sure that I'm taking care of me. As a therapist, I have a responsibility to that. And also being involved in ministry, I have a responsibility to that. Now, with that being said, people who are in ministry If they are not addressing mental health, that does not mean they're not being responsible at all. But it's really important that those who are involved in ministry, especially, that if they need mental health services, like seeing a therapist, if they need to take medication, if it's necessary for whatever they're dealing with, then they need to be supported in that. It's time we stop, and I'm putting we as a whole, it's time people stop criticizing people for seeking mental health if they need it. It's time that people stop stigmatizing someone, especially those in ministry, for reaching out for help. Because maybe then there would be one less suicide that happened. We need to be more mindful of those who struggle with depression, of those who struggle with anxiety. It's a very real thing. And I can just tell you, not only from individuals that come to my practice that see me for therapy, but also just in general, that when a person's depression level goes up, 
anxiety level can go up. When their anxiety or depression level goes down, the other goes down. And sometimes the way it presents itself is through anger, frustration. If you are one of those individuals that shove things down, that bury it, please talk to somebody. Yes, it's wonderful to pray about things and we need to do that. You know, the Bible is very clear. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all these other things shall be added unto you. That's very clear. It's very clear also in the word of God that we are to seek counsel. And that doesn't just mean about seeking counsel about advice. Sometimes that could be turning to someone to work through the struggles and work through the problems and work through the pain and the emotional hurt, the frustration, and dare I even say it, but maybe the offenses as well. Because even in ministry, offenses will come. Nobody in ministry has arrived, meaning they have not stepped through the pearly gates yet. If you are in ministry and you are dealing with hurts, pain, And I'm talking even physical pain because sometimes that can cause emotional pain. If you're dealing with loneliness, isolation, and yes, all those things do come. It's okay to reach out for help. God did not expect us to be isolated and lonely. Will we feel those feelings? Yeah. Jesus felt those feelings and he had people all around him. So we're no different. There are going to be times that you feel isolated and you feel loneliness and you feel hurt and you feel anger. You may even feel hate. Now that's a pretty strong one right there that a lot of people don't like to admit they have, but there could even possibly be some hate there. Well, it's time to have these normalized conversations. It's time that we normalize these topics such as depression, such as anxiety, such as anger, such as suicide. And we also need to normalize the conversations of feelings and emotions. If I hadn't said it before on this podcast, I may have said it on social media. But if I have not said this before here, let me just say this. There is nothing wrong with you feeling your emotions. That's a normal part of human nature. God put those emotions inside of us. Where we get into trouble and where it becomes a problem is when we take those emotions and it's what we do with those emotions. So for example, if something happens and you get offended and you become angry and you lash out, that's a problem. Now, was the anger the problem? No, because that is a normal feeling. It's just what occurs. But where the problem becomes an issue is how we respond and react to that anger that's rising up because of an offense. So it's learning how to cope with those negative situations that bring those uncomfortable feelings. I think one of the most important lessons that I have learned as a therapist, when those uncomfortable feelings come up, And they do from time to time. Sometimes it's more often than I really want. But when those uncomfortable feelings come up, especially feelings that are connected to negative situations from my past, it's okay to acknowledge those feelings. It's okay to say, you know what, I am hurting. It's okay to say, I am angry. If nobody's ever given you permission before to be angry, well, guess what? I am today giving you that permission. I think the next interview that will be released next is probably pretty appropriate to follow this episode. 
what I'm talking about. Because my guest is going to be talking about emotional purity and what that means. That doesn't necessarily mean something sexual. It could be the way we address other people or thoughts we have. But it's having emotional purity being the pureness of where those emotions are coming from and how we are handling it. I so appreciate my guest for coming on the podcast. If you don't know who she is, her name is JC and she is a podcaster as well. And I think you'll enjoy this episode. As always, if you need help, reach out for help. Call your local crisis center if you are in a desperate situation and need some help. If you are feeling suicidal, call the National Crisis Hotline. Talk to somebody. If you are not comfortable calling, then use the the text line, 741-741. You can text. They won't ask your name, but they will ask you, are you safe? Are you okay? And there's no shame using that. I know when I was in grad school, I used it a lot because I was very stressed out with some of the assignments I had to complete. Let me just end with this. If you are in ministry, if you are a pastor's wife, a pastor, a preacher, an evangelist, the wife of an evangelist, whatever the position of ministry, whatever role, and let me just say this even further, being the wife of a minister does not mean that you are less than or insignificant. You are just as important. If you don't know your particular place, ask God to show you what that is. Sometimes you may be very surprised what that particular place is in ministry. But one thing is for certain, ministry can be isolating and it can be lonely. But it's through those times that God can actually help you to grow. And it may not feel like it because let's just face it, growing pains are tough. So if you are struggling and in ministry, please reach out for help. There's no shame in that. And I will just say this much. If you go see a therapist, a therapist has an ethical obligation to protect your identity and protect your anonymity. So whatever you say in that session, as long as there's no risk of or no threat of harming someone else or yourself or elder abuse or childhood abuse, There's no threat of that. You pretty much can say whatever you need to say to that therapist. Trust me when I say that. There's all kinds of things that my clients and my patients say to me, and I don't go share that information. Now, I will say this. Have there been some times that I had cause for concern and had to take some action? Yeah. But that's because I care about my clients who can see me. I care about patients that I work with that I'm helping because, you know, when you're hurting emotionally, the pain can feel that much worse. So reach out if you need help. Reach out to someone, your leadership. Reach out to the crisis line, like I mentioned. Reach out to a therapist. And if they are not of the same faith as you, that's okay. You always have the right and permission to interview a therapist in that first session, meaning you can ask some questions as long as they're 
pertain to what you were dealing with and you want to know how does that therapist do therapy? How do they, you know, what process do they use? And let me just say this before I wrap this up. There are some people who are very nervous about seeing a therapist outside of their faith. I get that. And for some people, they would much rather see a therapist outside of their faith. I get that as well. I understand. That is why you need to have a conversation if you decide to see a therapist. How do they do things? Do one, you know, some of the concerns that come up is that a therapist is going to try and lead their client astray or into something that they are not in agreement with. Well, let me just put your mind at ease. Ethically, a therapist, one, should never ever be trying to persuade anybody of a different faith or also making recommendations of a particular faith that they are belonging to because that could actually cause more harm to the client. A therapist should never bring their personal beliefs into the session, especially if it could cause harm to the client. Should never do that. Because as a Christian, I'm going to have certain beliefs and I'm going to have certain guidelines that I personally follow. Now, if I have a client that comes into my office and say they're atheist or they're agnostic or maybe they're a different sexual orientation than I am, it is not okay for me to push my beliefs or faith onto that person. Ethically, I could lose my license. With that being said, somebody who is of a different faith should never push their spiritual beliefs on their client. They should never push any sexual orientation if it is different than the client onto that client. So I hope that puts some some of the concerns about seeing a therapist outside of a person's faith. Because I've been hearing a good bit of that lately. And let me just say this as I wrap up here. If you have questions or concerns about seeing a therapist, send me an email. If you need help, reach out. Help is out there. And if you're concerned about who to find for help, pray and ask God to lead you to the right person. Because God doesn't want you to suffer. God doesn't want you to be miserable. God doesn't want you to be struggling. And you just never know what may come out in a positive way by reaching out for help. Until next time, everybody, have a blessed and wonderful day. Thank you for listening to the Real Talk 238 podcast for this week's episode. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Real Talk 238 podcast, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes are released. If you would like to leave a comment, or there is a topic you would like discussed on the Real Talk 238 podcast, you can drop an email at therealtalk238 at gmail.com. You can also find the Real Talk 238 podcast on Facebook and Instagram listed as at the Real Talk 238. As a reminder, the Real Talk 238 podcast is not a substitute, nor does it replace therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or a qualified licensed mental health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. 
or mental health disorder. Until next time, have a blessed day.